Good morning, Recovery Warriors. Welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Well, it may not be morning when you're listening to this, but it's morning for me. Whoops. Actually, no, it's not. <laughs> it's 12. <laughs> it's 1225 on Wednesday afternoon, but I'm still in my robe and I just made my first cup of tea. So cheers. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh, the joys of podcasting from home and with no boss. So I was just reading something that halfway through gave me this idea and made me very excited. So I wanted to share it immediately while I'm still in the excitement of it. If you've been listening to my uh, shot glasses of recovery, you will know that I love Howard Thurman. He was the spiritual advisor to Martin Luther King Jr. and other leaders of the civil rights movement. And his insights are unbelievable. He just floors me. So every day I read a couple of his, I wouldn't call them sermons or talks. Um, They're reflections, really. These beautiful, spiritual, punch-in-the-face life reflections. So this particular piece that he wrote, and they're usually about a page and a half, two pages, but I'm only going to read a paragraph. Is called the temptation to postpone. So I'll leave, I'll read little bits of this and then let you know what my exciting exercise is. The temptation to postpone living until some future time is very subtle. That is to postpone living significantly. Such a temptation is apt to present itself at any time and to any person. There's the person who says, when my ship comes in, or when my luck changes, or for our times, when COVID is over, or when everything returns to normal, then I'll come into my own and begin to live. Nevertheless, to postpone living significantly in the present is a serious blunder. Life does not stop being life because we are experiencing reverses, or because we are young, or because we are preparing ourselves vocationally, or because certain important decisions that are in the hands of others have not been made. All of this is to give a purely quantitative character to life, to measure it exclusively in terms of the episode, the event, the circumstances. It is important to cultivate a feeling for significance in living and thus to give the quality of aliveness to the experience of living moment by moment. This means seeking ever for fullness, keenness, and zest as the open sesame to experienced life in the living of life. What is lived deeply is securely one's own and nothing can ever take it away, neither circumstance nor age nor even death itself. So, I mean, I love him. Like, you know how... There are those questions, party questions, and people living or dead. If there was someone living or dead that you would want to have lunch with or you'd like to surround a table with and have dinner with, he would be one of my very first choices. I love him. 
So my exercise was this. What came to me was not unlike how we do a fourth step um, or a mini tenth step in the 12-step program. And if you're unfamiliar with what that means, it basically just means a reflection on things that bother us or things that we could do better in was this. I am going to make a list myself of things I have learned during this time of quarantine or self-isolation. Like, what have I learned about myself? What things am I going to change? Um, Some of the things I learned about myself is how I am a very happy, solitary person. I love contemplation, and contemplation requires solitude and silence. I have learned that how I want to read is not how I actually read, and this should have been apparent to me over the last two years, but I am the kind of person that wants to read like a book a day. And though I do make great progress when I'm reading, I am more of a, a, a researcher or a contemplative. So instead of reading a whole book, I'll read like a chapter and something will speak to me and I'll think about it for hours after. So I have to put the book down or there's something that I may not understand, whether it be a word or a concept or a historical part of time that I'm not familiar with. And then I'll go down the rabbit hole of research and notes And instead of beating myself up, I've come to accept that I am not a reader, the kind of reader that I always wanted to be. I'm actually something better. (laughs) I'm a reader that really soaks up and absorbs stuff. So even though I've written, I've read a ridiculous amount of books during quarantine, I probably could have read double or triple if I had been the kind of reader I quote unquote wanted to be. I have also realized I need way less in my life than I actually think. I have discovered a love for um, frugality. Uh, I have realized how much money I save by not Ubering or picking up ready-made food. I I have connected to the inner housewife that loves to bake and cook. And my freezer is full of stuff that I've made. Uh, I have realized that I have way too many clothes and I don't need to online shop as much as I like to. I've realized the value in buying used books instead of new and how our earth is being littered by the new because we don't know how to value the old. Um, I have realized that I work through grief really well, uh, that I beat myself up for not being perfect and disciplined when it comes to sleep patterns or eating patterns. I really guilt myself a lot. Um, I mean, just amazing things. I've realized who brings me peace and comfort in these times, Um, how much I love waking up and looking at the cross above my door and saying, I love you, Jesus. Like so many blessings have happened that I'm so much luckier than most of the world because I have a safe place to live and that I, at least at this point so far, um, haven't had to deal with COVID myself or with anyone close to me. Um, how much I need the inconvenience of going to church instead of watching it without pants on on Sunday mornings, or I need the inconvenience of going to AA meetings instead of tuning in onto Zoom. So I want to write all of these things down because I think this is such a valuable teaching time for all of us. And I think what many of us could see as a tragedy could actually be the beautiful gems coming out of the um, I'm thinking of being forged in the fire, like how coal can turn into this beautiful shining gem or a piece of grit in a oyster can turn into a pearl because it's under such pressure and siege. 
So I hope you're excited about that. If you want to share any of that with me, I would love to read it. It was like the exercise um, one of my friends did, the 12 Things I've Learned from AA, that I read on, I don't remember what podcast it is, but it could have been something like the 12 Gems of AA. Um, If you want to share them with me, I would love to read them. You can email me your epiphanies. Maybe we can even have a podcast together about what you've learned. You can email me or Lisa to soberchicks at gmail.com. You can also find us through Twitter and Instagram at two soberchicks. I do answer my DMs. Um, I answer the appropriate DMs. (laughs) So you know what not to send me. I've only said it a million times in these podcasts. And thankfully, that has not happened as of yet. Please don't be the first to send me something inappropriate. But I wish you a good Wednesday, I think it is. I wish you a good day. I wish you a good hour. I wish you a good moment. And I'll talk to you soon.